You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. I'm Courtney. I'm Allison. And we're Courtney and Allison, and this is The Double X-Files, a podcast sometimes about The X-Files, but tonight it's going to be about The X-Files. I really want to talk about The X-Files. Let's talk about... Do you want to talk about The X-Files, Allison? I really want to talk about The X-Files. Are you feeling okay? I'm feeling fine. No? I'll be fine. I'm okay. Well, I mean... I think we're all, it's been a trying time for everyone. Yes. And, yes. <laughs> and I think what we need, what we need to give to our beautiful space cadets is the gift of this podcast. <laughs> okay. The gift that keeps on giving this podcast, stamped and wrapped just for you. As long as they keep making X-Files, I guess it is the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> God damn it, Chris no. Carter. <laughs> Uh, we promise that uh, I know everyone's had a, maybe a hard week. Some people maybe haven't had a hard week, but we've had a hard week. We've had a hard week. So we're going to make this one extra special. We're going to put some extra spicy meatballs on it, on this big sub of ours. <laughs> mm. Some extra mozzarella. Muzza- no, I'm lactose intolerant. Lactose-free mozzarella. Ooh, I like that. Keep going. What uh, else you got for me? I got some... Uh... What are you going to put on my sub, Allison? Just gonna put some some red peppers on there, roasted red peppers. Okay, just I, big, I'm interested. Big chunky cloves of garlic. Well, okay. Uh, let's put what on what kind of bread we got. A calabrese. <laughs> I think that's a meat. No, is it calabrese? Is that <laughs> a meat? <laughs> calabrese is a meat. Oh, like a salami, like a spicy though, calabrese. Though. Exactly. Though I am now imagining this meatball sub with roasted tomato, roasted red peppers, and garlic and goat mozzarella, 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 and then just placed upon a a big stick of salami, and then you put another salami on top of that. Yeah, it's like a double down. A, ooh, an Italian double down. Italian double down. Tm tm tm. This is a podcast about meat. And sandwiches. And sandwiches. And sandwiches that are made of meat. Yep. Welcome. We're going to try to do our best to make you have a, an hour of just pure bliss. Listen to our silky smooth voices. Enjoy our ridiculous goofs. Yes, we have some good ones for you. Because, you know, we plan them all out ahead of time. Oh, yes. We workshop these goofs for hours. <laughs> and if we, if that is actually real and we do workshop our, our podcast for hours, that's a sad state of our podcast that the goofs that actually make it in, we've actually workshopped. <laughs> we <laughs> yeah. bounced some ideas off of each other we've... and we decided this is the way to go. <laughs> we did a, a control group where we just <laughs> gave them all our goofs and... Hey, 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 control your group. How do you feel about poop? I hope you like it. They don't. They don't. They don't. So this episode will have 35% less poop. What is this episode about, Allison? 
This episode, oh boy, it's a real doozer. Why don't you um, read the thingy? I will. So this episode, season three, episode seven, is called The Walk. Uh, and here is the description from Netflix. A quadruple amputee becomes the prime suspect in a series of bizarre deaths. This is not the episode we deserve this week. It's also not a great episode to come like the week after Veterans Day or in Canada Remembrance Day. No, we really dropped the ball on this we one. really, really biffed it. When we started this podcast, we didn't predict this. No. Anyway, it was a bad episode, you guys. I don't know if you guys are going to believe this, but this episode of The X-Files, it was a bad one. It was a, it was a stinker. It was a bad one. <laughs> Remember we had, we've had a talk lately about unanswered questions. <laughs> there, this this episode had a lot of questions. Yeah, there were a, a lot, lot of questions. <laughs> a lot of real cues in this one. First question, Allison, Allison. First question, why? <laughs> Second question, how come though? <laughs> Third question, really? Fourth question, what did you have to? <laughs> Those are those are very those good are questions. The main questions that we have, and we're going to cover those questions. All of those will through. be addressed. All of those and more. So let's get this fucker started. Okay. Um, we have a man who's spooked. He's spooked. Yes, he does seem spooked, and he's a man in an. Do we know if it's an army hospital? Yeah, it's a yet? veterans hospital. It's a veterans ho- hospital. Now, in it actually doesn't say army hospital. Is that what they say in the states? Uh, no, they stay at veterans hospitals. Veterans hospitals. Okay, and he is spooked. Does he? Is he just saying I want to kill myself, but someone won't let me? Yeah, he's talking to a, what, a psychiatrist, I think. I don't know. Okay, he's talking to someone. He's saying I want to. Good. Yeah, he is trying to to end his time, and someone he says will not let him. He's never seen the person. He just knows that they're there, and they won't let him do it. So. He tries to fix this by going into the hydrotherapy room, and he goes into a spa tub. Well, he puts a lot of weights in his dressing gown. Yeah, and and he turns up the water to hot, like extra hot. Very hot. Spicy picante. (laughs) He put some jalapenos in there. (laughs) Uh, He also put in one of those, he puts in two lush bath bombs. Yeah. One is vinegar based and one is baking soda based. And that was a mistake. Oh boy. It really exfoliated this man. Oh yeah. Too hard. Too hard. So he went in, he got in, it was really, really hot and the lush bath bombs are going crazy. This is when, this is the bright spot, one bright spot in the episode, (laughs) Allison. Our favorite reoccurring character, rough, tough McBuff stuff, the fireman, came in. He came to save this man. His mustache was bristling in the wind. Oh, it was very good. And he saw that someone was in this boiling hot, lush lava tub, and he stuck both of his oh, yeah. hands into it and lifted so it out. This burnt man. <laughs> Why? With no no thought or feeling for his own, like, he's immortal is what I'm he saying. He must be because this man who was in the bath was, like, just very badly burnt. Now, I do, well, <laughs> well, let's just roll back. The, okay. Roll back for a bit. I believe Rough Tough McBustuff, the fireman, was in an episode where he touched a burn victim. 
Yeah. I think that was fire. Yeah. Long, long time ago. Ref Taff McBustaff put his whole hand on a burn victim's, like, open wounds. Yeah, that was awful. So he, uh, I guess he doesn't know. It's gonna a little be ouchy. Now, we, I, I will say we've come a long way because you actually said that you felt the burn makeup in this was quite good. Oh, it was very good. Yeah. You actually, you were like, ooh, that forehead, though. Yeah, yeah. It this was all bubbly. Big blister on his forehead, ooh. and I just wanted to, some part of me just okay. wanted to get in there and this just is, start. This is going to get a little blue. Is it? But, well, no, it's going to get a little gross, a uh, little peachy, because that's the color of my skin. And when, you know when you get a blister? Yeah. And then, like, maybe you put, like, a band or no you go swimming mm-hmm. and then you come out of the water and your blisters that like sickly white yeah that's what it looked like yeah his whole face absolutely like my foot blister <laughs> you want to see um maybe later it looks like a man's face okay well call guinness <laughs> should i see a doctor mm, no probably not you're probably fine so rough tough make buff stuff save this man who did not want to be saved he wanted to die in a horrible way. Yeah. But he said this ghosty thing didn't want to let him die. Yeah, it like alerted the nurse and unlocked the door yeah. and all sorts of weird stuff. So in order to help this man, they put they put this like, they, they first of all, they slather him in aloe. Yeah. Aloe vera. That helps those burns real good. And then they put this like clear mask over his face. Yeah. And I just wanted... Honestly, like, I want April Fools to come around, because I want to draw, be the nurse that draws those big, like, Groucho Marx eyebrows <laughs> on this thing. Those are we are those an actual thing? I don't know. I've never heard of that before. Because, okay, he was wearing the, this burn victim was wearing the clear aloe vera mask, and he's like, ouchie, that's really hurty, and his lips are, like, burnt off. But he's just wearing a regular bathrobe. Yeah, like, the rest of his skin seems fine to touch things. Well, he <laughs> he had gloves on. Yeah. And he had, like, compression socks and stuff yes. on. So I guess that's okay. His mask was very fifth element. Yeah. Or, like, you know when people rob... I think there was a movie where people rob banks, and there was, like... I'm Clear sorry. Masks. Are you telling me there was a movie where people rob banks? You know that movie, that one movie where people rob banks. There's been a movie mm-hmm. where people rob banks. I know it's really hard to think about that. But yeah, it is. I know bad people because do that's bad illegal. It's illegal to do. It that. is a crime. So I'm confused why they would make a movie showing people doing a crime. It's called Ocean's One because there was only one man doing a crime. <laughs> One time, and then that's it. <laughs> one man, one crime, one time. Ocean's that's the one. tagline for Ocean's One. <laughs> and he was wearing one of those masks. And then Ocean's Two. No, there is no Ocean's Two. Two man, two crime, two times. No. Only one man can do one crime. <laughs> one there, time. Because if you had a sequel, then there's two movies about Robin Banks, and you cannot have that. No, you can only have one movie about Robin Banks. Unless it was like Schrodinger's movie. What? Where we see a trailer... And it could be a bank robbery movie, or it could not be. We don't <laughs> you, know. You don't know until we hit see play. The movie. <laughs> okay. I told you this was going to be a special one, Space Cadets. <laughs> I hope these jokes are hitting over there because they're not hitting over here. <laughs> okay, what comes next? <laughs> Is this not hitting? <laughs> I can't tell. It's uh, super late. Well, what happens next is that the, the stars of the show actually become involved. 
Oh, that's too bad. <laughs> I also wrote, well, see ya, and I don't understand what that means. <laughs> well, let's see if we can figure it out. I think it's when we have our um, titular walk, the walk character show up. <laughs> Maybe. Is that it? Uh, it? Well, the thing is, okay. Mulder and Scully come in and interview the man. Okay. Uh, and he tells them his problems. The about aloe man. The aloe man, about how someone's trying to tell him to, you know, uh, that... He wants to kill himself and someone won't let him. And and one weird thing is that Mulder keeps holding this thing, this little white square. Oh, yeah, the little white square. And we don't know what it is, and we don't find out until, like, over midway through. But can I just say... No, let's, let's talk about that. It's, uh, this is a very dumb device and I hate it. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, so what this little square he's carrying is, is a dental x-ray film. Mm. Um, and he... You, they don't mention that. He's just holding it, and then... He's scraping it across the, the bed frame a yeah. couple times. And, and then, like, what the fuck is that? Later in the episode, he pulls out, like, six of them he's, that he's <laughs> gathered at different locations over the course of the episode, it's and like he a, says... It's like a Mulder advent calendar. Oh, God. <laughs> he says they've been affected by different... By some kind of radiation in all these locations we've been to that are relevant to this crime we're investigating. Yes. And, um... And then it, it never comes up again. Yeah, let's go back to our question. I think it was question number three, which was, really? Yeah. <laughs> like, does Mulder just carry these little, like, he films just, yeah. all over, just hoping? I think, th- here's what we're supposed to believe, is that when they got this case, yes. Mulder was like, oh, yeah, here's some nasty astral projection I'm about to get all up in. And so I'm going to bring the things that I know... Relate to that. He's going to bring his dividing rod. Yes. He's going to bring, which is his penis. Yes. He's going to bring his, um, uh, what's the, uh, 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 what's the thing? It's a string and it's a little rock on the bottom. What? You know, the little string <laughs> and the rock on the bottom. No and idea. It, and you hold it and it tells you, like, which way to go. You ask it questions. You ask the little rock questions. I don't know what Yeah, you know. No, I don't. Yeah. Uh, not a pentagram. It's a pendulum. A pendulum. What? You know. <laughs> this might be beyond my ability. <laughs> to, to Courtney translate? A pendulum. A pendulum. So, in some circles. Now, hold on. Okay. In some circles. You know, okay, you know those dividing rods. Divining rods. Yeah, divining rods. It's the same people who use those, where you have a little little string and a little jewel or, like, rock on the end of it, and then you hold it over, like, a Ouija board, and you ask the string questions, and it goes towards, like, yes or no or that sort of thing. (laughs) And what was the... What was further to your point about that? Like I forget what? now. Okay. I forgot. I for the I was knitting and I lost the string and it just left me. The yarn flew away. Okay. A cat took it. <laughs> I think oh no no, I remember my point. Cool. I remember my point. Those little like weird tools yeah. are just as useful as this little X-ray thing. Yeah, that Mulder should pack in his I back pocket. I don't understand who. I just I think the reason these things bother me is because in my head I hear the writer coming up with it 
putting it in the script and thinking like this is such a fucking slam dunk man <laughs> i just fucking i nailed this so hard i just blew this wide open and then they keep writing and they get notes and and for some reason that it doesn't really work anymore that element that they had put in but they don't cut it. I don't think they even worked at the beginning. I just want to think about, like, Mulder, he gets these little x-ray things. He's going to need to develop them. Is he going into his dentist? Is he, like, sneaking them into the machine so the dentist, like, uh, makes it into a picture? Yes. Like, how does he do that? Does he have it in his house? He's a magician. He's a, he's a magician. He uses his little pendulum. It's sleight of hand. What he does is, so the, the doctor puts the film in his mouth, right? Yeah. Okay, so it's actually sleight of teeth. Um, the doctor puts the or film tongue. in his mouth. Oh. Ooh. Oh, gross. Um, and, uh, well, so, and then the doctor takes the picture. Uh, and then he uses his tongue to slide that one into his mouth oh and the my. other one between his teeth. And then the do- the doctor goes to look at it. He's like, oh, jeez. He's like, oh, your mouth Something's fucking exploded, wrong. dude. Because I don't even know what the film was supposed to show. It just, just like streaks lines. of light. Yeah. And that's like, uh, like a Radiation. Print? Oh, radiation. Radiation? Ra- radiation? Is that, that's not the word that I want to use. What? Radiation? Yeah. Radi- that's what he that said in the episode. That sounds weird. <laughs> Courtney's losing all touch with reality right now. Radiation. Oh, no, I got it now. Oh, okay, cool. You know when you say a word too much and it doesn't make sense anymore? Yeah. Yeah, that's what just happened to me. Okay. I'm sorry. It's okay. I'm ready to continue. Okay, I'm I'm glad. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh, man. Okay, now we get to the part where Skelly gets big dogged. Or, okay, well, let's be real. Can we talk about the actor or do we get to the actor? What actor? The (laughs) actor. The walk actor. No, no. This is the um, uh, the swimming girl. Not when she's swimming, but, we but when they need her. Thing. Okay, you want to talk? Talk about that. Talk about that. Just because she tries to big dog Skelly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so there's an... And also, it's a main plot thread. I guess. Um, <laughs> uh, basically, there's this uh, woman uh, officer who works at the hospital, and she says, well, you can't... You know, you can't investigate because all this stuff has to be done through military police. And she is trying to big dog Scully. And then Scully's like, well, who's your boss? And she's like, General Callahan. Well, who's his boss? He doesn't have one. Well, we want to talk to him right away. He, you can't. He's busy jacking it. <laughs> and I think what this is, is the writers are like patting themselves on the back. We wrote another woman. Yeah. And she is a... Officer of the army. Yes. I was going to say law. They do not pass. What's that test that this X-Files never passes about women? The Bechdel test? Yeah. I was going to say the bechamel test, but that's (laughs) margarine. (laughs) The bechamel test. Do you have anyone? Oh, no. No, I got it. I got it. The bechamel test is do you have anyone who is not the color of margarine in your TV show? Perfect. Does this pass the bechamel test? Well, this episode did pass the bechamel okay. test. <laughs> As well. I'm a fucking genius. You are. That's a thing now. But it didn't pass the other test. Because they talked about a dude. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. They did talk about General yeah. Callahan. Sorry. And then the, and then she died, so they can't have any... Whoops! Then they can't have any other conversation, because the only other woman in this episode died. No, there's a, there is another... Oh, that nurse. I no. don't... What? No, uh, General Callahan's wife. She also dies. She also dies. And then the nurse, I don't think we actually saw 
her face. No, we saw her face. She, she I doesn't she die, d- but she also doesn't speak to anyone else. Yeah, she doesn't speak to anyone else. Yeah. To another woman. Do you want to talk about the walk actor? Yes, I want to talk about the walk actor. So we see, first of all, we see this kind of nervous guy, and he is the mail carrier at the hospital. And Mulder and Scully are talking about, and Scully's like complaining about being big dogged. And then it, he does this really weird move where he's walking down the hallway and he's like, nope. And then he, <laughs> he turns, turns around, around and he walks into this therapy session with all these men who are in wheelchairs. And some have, did you know some have sporty wheelchairs? No. You know the sporty wheelchairs, their wheels are like angled out. Oh yeah. And then some have like, I guess utilitarian wheelchairs. I didn't notice that there were various kinds in this scene. Yeah, there were. Because I, I saw the movie Murderball. Oh yeah, A Murderball. long time ago. And those like, I didn't know this, but those wheelchairs are like super, their wheels are super angled. Yeah, they're very specifically designed yeah. so that it's easy to maneuver on the court. So some of them had murder ball, well, not murder ball, but not some officially of them branded. Had, not officially branded. They're not sponsored by Murder Ball, the movie documentary that came out like 10 years ago. Um, some of them had like action wheelchairs, some of them had standard utilitarian wheelchair. Well, there was this guy, and we're going to call him Poor Man's Chris Pine. That is what you called him. Mm. And he's like, you all are chumps. Everyone's a chump. Like, because the, the therapy session was a guy was talking about... Oh, if I can quote. Oh, no, go ahead. Uh, so there is a man, uh, and he's talking. He's saying words to everybody. <laughs> yep. Um, and the words that he's saying are along the lines of, and then I think about my son, and we're like, playing football, and I'm running. Me, my legs, <laughs> running. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, guys. That's what the actor who's probably doesn't have any issues. I, I would, yeah. I mean, and, I don't know for sure, but no. I would highly suspect that. I, well, there were, you know, it, it was nice that there were. I mean, we don't know. No, that's true. We want to say, what we're trying to say is we're, we hope to God that this X-Files cast people who did not, who had amputations. Yeah. But the main guy who is a, what's it, quadruple, quadruple amputee, amputee, he is the fully actor, abled, yeah. he's fully, actually, we actually spent time to look up to make sure it was he an amputee or not. And my husband said, nope, here's a picture of him talking on the phone <laughs> with a phone in his hands and not someone else's hands, his hands. So we're like, well, I guess. I mean, it was good stump work though. Yes. The, like, it was... The oh, yeah. makeup the, was very good. The makeup good. was very good. But just, like... But it was kind of... Overall, the writing of... The writing and handling of this was so clumsy and, like, just stereotypical and uninventive and uncreative and un- un- interesting. Yeah. yeah, and I think the fifth question we have to ask is, why you gotta do that, X-Files? Yeah. Why you gotta do that? Why do you gotta do that? You know, no, sorry. You don't have to do that. You don't. You don't it's not a question. It's not a question. We're telling We're, you. you don't the handling of amputees, people with disabilities, or... Well, especially as a result of a, a, military yeah, action. Military action. And the military life, like the PTSD thing, that was all very icky. It was very bad, yes. It was not handled well. Because there was a speech with um, poor man's Chris Pine, and 
Mulder and him are getting really up and close to one another. Yeah. And you actually said, well, this isn't written by anyone with military service. Yeah, it was... I'll just go into it right yeah, now. Yeah, no, we can talk about that. Because I, I do want to talk about how this was handled. Yeah, Um. so Mulder is talking to this man, and uh, his name's... Poor man's Chris Pine. Poor man's care. Chris Pine. Um, and he's, you know, basically saying to Mulder kind of what you would expect someone to be saying in an episode of the X-Files based on this, where it's like, well, you weren't there and you have no idea. You don't know about the blood on the sand. And it's just like yeah. this whole speech. And it's like, well, neither did. Like, this is not coming. It's not written from or coming from a place of someone who has those experiences. So it all rings entirely hollow. And I'm not saying there aren't portrayals um, that don't. Like, I think if you consider Lieutenant Dan mm. um, in Forrest Gump, that was an incredibly touching character. Yeah. Uh, despite not being played by or written by people who have that experience. Um, this one was... This was just... I mean, if you're going to try to say something, say something new. That's all I can say. Yeah. Don't say the same thing that people have said before, you know, who are just like you, who don't know what they're talking about. Yeah. Um, if you want a... Yeah, if you want a good story or if you want to understand the actual perspective, have someone who has that experience write the story or advise or just go read their autobiography. There's lots of people who have uh, who have come home from military yeah. action and written very good, very moving, um, very interesting biographies, autobiographies. I have a hard time when the X-Files tries to make a point like this. And they're using their voice to go on top of people who've actually had this experience. Yeah. That makes me upset. It makes me very upset. I know you could argue that that's something we weren't that aware of in the 90s, but that's bullshit. I don't care. Whatever. Fuck the 90s, right? Yeah. Am I right? <laughs> Can we talk about that soft focus flag? Oh, please tell me about the glow flag. <laughs> so... Mulder and Scully, after Scully gets big dog, Mulder and Scully go sees the general. And uh, we are going to call the general Poor Man Ed Harris? Yeah, Poor Man's Ed Harris. I said he also looks like Anthony Weiner. He had those Weiner eyes. He had Weiner eyes. With the panicked look of a Weiner. That's <laughs> what that general had. <laughs> you know when you see a Weiner, they yeah. just look like anxious. Like, oh boy! Ah, oh no! My emails! Pull me back in your underwear! <laughs> It's cold out here. <laughs> yeah, it shrinks right up. Yep. You get scared. <laughs> you don't see him for three years. <laughs> then he runs for Congress again. I thought you were the first. I thought that was a groundhog analogy. <laughs> but no, no, no. That's the answer. Yeah. Oh, the scandal. And the, that yeah. was. Anyway. So they go see the general. Yeah. Mr. Wiener. And, <laughs> and that's such an unfortunate last name, though. Oh, it's awful. Now, can I just, can let's go into the, like, lexicon that is our English language and talk about that word for a bit. Okay. Is it, like, so we call, I've seen, it's a German word, right? I think so. Wiener? 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 I, I assume so. Like, Wiener is it schnitzel? Wiener schnitzel? Wiener? Is that where we get it from? I don't know. No. I wish you had more answers. Uh, so does everyone. <laughs> believe me. So we go see the general. And the general... Um, so I think the whole concept... I'm piecing it together mm -hmm. from the very little of the plot that I that I understood. Um, his... 
generals, no, the officers that are underneath him are being killed. Yes. One fucking threw himself oh, in well, a wood chipper. Well, here's the thing, is it's not just that they're being killed, but also that their entire families are being killed. Their entire families are being killed. They, oh, they actually complain about not being killed? Yeah. So, uh, uh, go on. And Mulder yeah. and Skelly say to him, like, hey, that's, um... That seems suspicious. Yeah. And he says something along the lines of, I make no excuses for the sadness of these men's lives. <laughs> and I was like, I'm sorry, what? What? <laughs> what? Goes back to our first question. Why? Why would you say Why that? Why would you say something like that? But it's also noticed, I think you said this was kind of weird. The people that he served, like, he ordered around Yeah, the okay, war, so the people that served under him are in the hospital. patients at this hospital that he is, like, the general of, and that seems weird. really weird to me. So, the uh, poor man's Chris Pine and, and the mailman guy? Yeah. Are all, we're all soldiers. And they don't talk about what, like... Where they were, what they were. They didn't doing. talk about where they were stationed, but they do very briefly mention Gulf War syndrome and how nobody believes that's a real thing. Yeah, which uh, we could have a whole other podcast about nope, that, but we're not going to go into it. And they mention sand a lot. That's true. They do mention sand a lot, so mm-hmm. I think we have to assume it was the first Gulf War. But yeah. So this speech is going on, and I am <laughs> distracted. Because there is the shot, oh, it's very weird, it's like in between Mulder and Scully, facing the general, and the general is on one side, and very brightly, softly lit is the American flag. It was glowing. It was glowing! And it was really weird because there's other shots of the general... But that flag is kind of not as well lit. Mm-hmm. So I don't understand, like, is this for... Sh- I actually thought this was foreshadowing and that flag's gonna, like, skewer a guy. Oh, damn, that would have been dope. Like, Final Destination-like. Yeah, I would have loved that. Yeah, but no. The other thing was, why are we so, like, we're concentrating on this flag. This flag looks very suspicious. Oh! Right? What are you saying? Well, I'm saying that flag was in the general's office when some weird shit went down. Why didn't Scully, like, arrest that flag? Or at least question it. <laughs> why didn't he, she? I don't know. There's a lot of questions of what, why Scully didn't arrest people. Number one, why didn't you arrest that flag? Yeah. Number two, she doesn't arrest someone who kills a man in front of her. Yeah, we're gonna have to talk about <laughs> that later. We're gonna talk about that, too. But let's talk about skin soup. Skin soup? Why? Why did I write that? Uh, Oh, that's, yeah. Well, should we talk about the the swimming pool? Yeah. I think it was just that Mulder was investigating. Oh, yeah, and he, like, touches it. The Mulder... (laughs) Mulder Mulder and Scully were investigating the place where the burnt man got all burnt. Yeah. And so he was like, "Mm, what is this soup? (laughs) Gross. Mmm, a broth has been made for me. Can I tell you a story about cannibalism? Please. So, my husband and I were going shopping, as we do every Sunday, and my husband's like, Courtney, what do you want for dinner? And I said, long pork. And I didn't mean human, I meant, you know, the long pork. <laughs> the, what's yeah. it called? The pork tenderloin. Oh, yeah. So I called it long pork, and my husband got very frightened. <laughs> And said that I hung out with you too much. What? No! 
<laughs> so we can't podcast anymore together. Don't blame this on me. <laughs> I blame I didn't it do on that. You. I don't know those words. Okay. You teach me words, Allison. Okay. You do. Well, that's fair. Like um, I'm a very large lexicon. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> so, so there's a swimming pool, and um, this scene is actually the coolest scene in it, and it's it was very, really cool. Yeah, kind of spoopy. You were spooked several times. I so the only other women soldier of power who big dogged uh, Scully, she needs to cool off. So a they see her undressing. Do we see her undressing? We do see her undressing. <sighs> So that's necessary. You know, if they needed to cut things, they could have cut the x-ray thing and also that whole There's entire There's so much scene. they could have cut. They could have just, I would have been okay with seeing, okay, yeah, she changed. We didn't have to see that. You know what, actually. She's now in a bathing suit. I would suggest that they actually cut uh, the entire episode and they just put up a black card with white text that says, you know what, it wasn't that good. <laughs> Da, 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 da. Is that that's the song behind yeah. it? Yeah, so she goes swimming, and we actually get a really cool shot of her swimming and the reflection of the light onto the ceiling, right? The ceiling? Yeah, well, you know, I'd love to credit like Chris Carter for this, but it's actually like kind of weird uh, that they actually just edited in scenes from the movie Swim Fan. <laughs> oh, did they? Yeah. What's that? Can you remind me what that movie's about, Allison? Um, it's about a a boy. Mm, as he, many movies are. He swim. He's he swim. It's about a boy, he swim. Okay. Uh <laughs> and there is a girl. Yes. And she like he swim. Oh no, is she like, oh he swim? He oh he swim? Oh he swim. Oh he swim. So Oh well she, if he swim then. <laughs> So she is a fan. Yeah, she is a fan that that he swim, and that's the movie. Well, no. <laughs> oh, oh, go on. Um, because she is a fan that he swim, and then he swims so good. Uh, that his legs, yeah, they turn into uh, fins. Nope. Yeah. Well, and then he becomes a merman. Are you thinking of Splash 2? I'm thinking of Splash 3D. Mm. Are you thinking of Splash 2, the Michael Phelps story? <laughs> Coming to a theater near you. Oh, but can yeah. I say that in Swim Fan, there was no bank robberies? No, because there's only one there's movie. Only we've one, already covered we've that. Already covered that. It's I just Ocean's One. Make sure that that was the. It was. One I, man, one time, one crime. <laughs> Okay, well, thank you for telling me I don't have to watch Swim Fan now. No, because now you know he swim. <laughs> and maybe is a mermaid? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, anyway, it was way spookier than that. The shots in this pool, was they're very good. I don't know. There are... Am I thinking Fatal Attraction? What's the other movie about a pool? <laughs> There's only one. <laughs> No, there's two. There's Swim Fan and maybe Fatal Attraction? I don't remember. What's the one with the two hot chicks kissing? Every movie I've ever oh. seen. <laughs> you don't see a lot of movies. <laughs> anyway, pools. What are they good for? Killing people and kissing. That's it. So she dies. Say it again. <laughs> she dies. Yeah, she dies. This lady which dies. is where. Boo. Boo. Yep. Yeah. She is strangled. She doesn't 
drowned. She's strangled? And she has uh, marks on her neck. Yeah. It was a very cool sequence visually. Yeah, it was very I good. liked it. And the uh, next scene... Are we going to talk about the next scene? I got to talk about something that's not ever discussed. Okay. It's only subtextual. Oh, great. But I have to bring it up because I... I thought about it, so I would have to talk about it. Okay. Um, That's why we have a podcast. Courtney, why does this woman die? Um, She's probably like, isn't she like the Bernalo man? No, I don't think she is. Well, because she's an officer. But if she was like the Bernalo man, then she would want to die but not be allowed to. Oh, that's right. The Maybe reason, she just has a joy de vivre. And- the reason that she dies is because... She's a woman. Yes. Um, but also, uh, what's implied by the episode is that the reason she dies is that she's close to General Callahan. Really? Yeah. Because she dies right as... Um, oh, before the sun dies yeah, and all the other things. right as Chris Pine's focus switches to General Callahan. That's oh. when she dies. And the implication... Is that she dies because she's close to him. Oh, well, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, well, I'm telling you. I guess her character wasn't even needed. What is the rule? What is the the law that, like, if you can replace someone with a vase, with a, with a, with a light, <laughs> That's, a lamp? Yeah, the Kelly Sue DeConnick type. Yeah, yeah. If you can replace someone with a lamp. The sexy lamp. The sexy lamp. She is. She could be replaced with a sexy lamp, and the general's like, "Oh no, someone broke my lamp! Someone broke my lamp!" <laughs> right? Yes. She could have been totally. God, that this. lamp could have been like, "You can't talk to General Callahan." <laughs> the lamp, big dog's Scully, big dog by a sexy lamp. <sighs> when you when I think of sexy lamp, you think about the one from the Christmas story. Absolutely. Right? Okay, good. I just without wanted to be a doubt. On the same without thing. a doubt. Sexy lamp. That is one hell of a oh, lamp. Boy. Oh boy. So, scuba guy. Oh my god. Oh, let's scuba talk about guy. scuba guy. <laughs> so, uh, Scully is investigating this body and she's like, yeah, someone killed her. This is, this is, she didn't drown. And Mulder's like, x-rays, astral projection. And while they're talking to the general, there's just this man floating in the water. Just in the background, just doing a little like. Splishy splashy. Just doing, oh my god. I guess he's looking for clues. I think he must be looking for aquatic water, clues. Water clues. <laughs> water clues. <laughs> They're just under the water. Uh, he's a little scuba gear. He's got like his little snorkel, and he's just splishy splashing around. And then someone's like, "What are you? What are you looking for?" And he's like, "Water clues." And they're like, "I don't know. You tell I me." Yes, that seems legit, Steve. <laughs> you keep doing what you're doing. But the the way this is focused, it's like the it's like the way they focused on the flag. Yeah, the flag was focused kind of right smack dab in the middle. Uh, of the frame in between frame between two characters and this is the same thing general and molder are talking or having a conversation blurry scuba man is between them and the and the scuba man is just slush i think i think i'm gonna go ahead and say that this is a case of something we've not said about an episode before what the mise-en-scene was very bad (laughs) It it was very bad it was very bad unless that Man, unless the cameraman owed that actor money. <laughs> and he's like, Larry, I can't guarantee I get you a line in this, but I can't get you in the shot, This though. is your big break. Do some slashing. Get out there and make it work. <laughs> That's going to be that guy's, like, reel. 
Yeah, just <laughs> in the background. Can circle it. Zoom in. Water clues guy, played by Steve. Okay, let's talk about that kid. Yeah, this little kid. So, he dies. <laughs> spoiler alert, he dies. Can you replace that child with a sexy lamp? <laughs> Can you? Yep. Yeah, probably. Okay. So this boy, this little boy, we know nothing about him except he loves army men because his dad's an army man. Yeah. So that's the only life he knows. That's all he needs to have I happening. I mean, if you look at children today, I don't. I think that kid was a bit old for playing how he played. You know what I mean? <laughs> how he played. You know, he should be up to like Yu-Gi-Oh cards by now. Oh, Beyblades? Beyblades? You ever heard of Beyblades? Yeah, I have, but who plays that anymore? I don't know. Many children. Well, I think you're incorrect. Are you saying I'm an old? (laughs) You are an old, Allison. Shut up! Never say that! I am an old. You are an old. We are all an old. I'm not an old. Sorry. I don't think anyone plays with Beyblades anymore, but there is a Beyblades-like successor that is yo-yos. Did you know about that? No, what? It's like Beyblades had a baby with Pokemon, only the Pokemon are yo-yos. And then they battle. Which seems like a bad idea to teach kids. Usually when you say words, mm-hmm. uh, I create a brain picture. <laughs> okay. And when you said those words, yes, static. <laughs> really? Because I thought I painted a lovely... I don't know if, like... Just what the words that you're trying to say have been stolen from the knowledge of the universe. (laughs) And so when I hear them, nothing happens. But just, well, it was not coming together. Okay, well, we'll keep going then. We'll just push past that. (laughs) So this kid dies. I mean, God, he just (sighs) dies. He dies from in a sandbox. Yeah, so. uh, Oh, but first they arrest uh, Rochi. Rochi? Roachy. Roach. Roachy? His name's Roach. I got confused. Your fallout friend? <laughs> yeah. Roachy, I love you. Okay. So, yeah, I don't know how they convict this mailman, this mail guy. They find his fingerprints. On what? The house. What house? What? General Callahan's house. Oh, yeah, he snuck in. He snuck in. So um, that's what the little boy found. He sneaked. Yeah, so they find his fingerprints. They're like, "You did the crimes," and he's like, I "And didn't. also, Larry found that you pooped in the pool." <laughs> <laughs> that good, good scuba boy. He's like, "I may have pooped in the pool, but I didn't do the crimes." <laughs> he did the crime. I was only the mailman, and they're like, "Oh, sir, we don't know what that means." And he's like, "It's it's my job. It's, it's my real job. life job. I, I, I do yeah, the so mail." They lock him up, and then he panics because. Chris, he's like, Chris, Chris Pine's going to come kill me. Can kill me. And then he, Chris Pine does does kill him. He, he does shoves a bedsheet down his throat. Ooh, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Can that actually happen? Can you, like, if you mm, ate, if I ate a pillow, how far down do you think I could get? Are you taking bites and chewing and swallowing? Or uh, are you just shoving the whole thing down there? Let's say shove. Uh, that's between you and God, ma'am. <laughs> Okay. Good answer. <laughs> Thank you. I want to talk about this boy dying. Let's talk about this boy's this, death. This boy in the sexy lamp. So, this sandbox is Chekhov's sandbox. We see it in um, Scully sees or Mulder sees like footprints. Yeah. 
It's like, oh no, this strange mailman is around, so that's proof. And the sandbox is a regular sandbox. Like, it's got... It goes very deep. No, 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 no. In this first scene, it's just like a regular sandbox. okay. And then when the boy is playing in it with Nex, he's like dug... World War One trenches in it. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, it goes over his head. So I, you knew, like, oh, someone's going to come out of there. Yeah. Do you think they had, like, an intern in there? Yes. <laughs> a like, PA. They put a little, like, straw so you can breathe. <laughs> but really, to be fair, that was an irresponsible amount of sand to let your small child play. Oh, absolutely. Children die in all sorts of ways. Yes. Do you... Why? I have a question. Do you? I do. Why don't we see, like, quicksand anymore? Why don't we see quicksand anymore? Yeah, you know, like, when we were kids and, like, in um, movies and TV shows, there's, like, ooh, quicksand is really scary and people could die from it. Like Jumanji. Yeah, like Jumanji. So why don't we have quicksand? That's a really good question. Is it extinct? I think it might be. Or is it just not scary to people anymore because we have the internet and we've seen, like, the eye of God. Because our entire world (laughs) is, like, a moral and emotional quicksand. (laughs) Yep. Yeah, I think that one. Okay. That makes me feel better or worse. I'm not (laughs) sure. Okay. So, this kid is dead. (coughs) The sand attacks him. The sand attacks him. The next thing I have written is excellent lip work. (laughs) What? Which is what people write on my Yelp reviews. <laughs> Holy shit. Hey. Hey. I found myself. Nice. What is the excellent excellent lip work, Allison? I you know? don't know. Oh, well, I guess that's a mystery for our books. That's an X-Files. <laughs> that's an X-Files for sure. I wrote, I don't think so. And I don't, it's in quotations. I have no I don't idea. Think so. Okay. Oh, so what we discover is poor man's Chris Pine is actually, Mulder got it in one, you guys. He's actually He's actually projecting. projecting to kill people. Yeah. Or not kill people. I don't understand. Well, he, no, he kills, the, there are certain people whose loved ones he kills and then refuses to kill those people. Why? Well, he wants to take everything from them and then not allow them to die because that's a reflection of how he feels. Okay. He feels as if everything, I, he, his limbs have been taken from him, mm-hmm. but he is not allowed to die because he cannot kill himself because his limbs are gone. I think that's a bad plot. I agree. <laughs> I think it's very bad. It's very bad. I just, just on a reflection. I would say it is not good. It is not. It is the opposite of good. It is bad. Yes. Oh, dear. That's what we watched. Okay. <laughs> uh, so he, yeah, the child dies. The wife dies. Everyone dies. And then the general realizes from talking to aloe vera man that um, the one doing the killings is poor man's Chris Pine. Poor man's Chris Pine. Uh yeah. This is okay, you and you said this a lot that this episode went really quickly. Yeah. And what happened is 
it's like they were leaving the station and I'm running to get onto the SkyTrain, but the doors are closing and they leave. I can't get on, so I have no idea what's happening. I like that you use the SkyTrain, which is a very specific reference. In Vancouver. Instead of a train, which everyone Vancouver, can relate to. No, okay. in Vancouver, we have a train. It's like a train that you would have in a normal city, but it's in the sky. It's in the sky, yeah. It floats. Yes. It's magic. Um, And then as you're riding it, you reach out and you grab clouds mm-hmm. and they taste like cotton candy. Oh, yeah. Except for the gray ones. Yeah. They don't taste like cotton candy No, they're very bad. Don't taste those gray clouds. Or the yellow ones. <laughs> How do they get yellow? Those pigeons. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, we have a sky train. That was a funny joke. Ha 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 ha. Can we... What is, I have written on, in caps, what is going on? What is going on? So we, I don't know. That's a, our fifth question. Do you want me to? So where where are we in the episode? Can you, can you, because we kind of skipped over some stuff, but oh, it really yeah. doesn't matter. Absolutely. I don't did. fucking care. I did on purpose. Uh, so what's, can you set up the scene of what's going on next? What's going on next is that General Callahan goes to Chris Pine's room. Yes. Um. And he has a loaded pistol. Yep. Uh, and he aims it at Chris Pine. Because you killed my wife. You killed, killed my son. son. You, you killed, killed my assistant. Woman that I I gave her cards on Christmas. Yeah. So. Why? Uh, and then Chris Pine just yells at him, go on, killer, get some, get some. Go on, killer, you can like do that. it. I didn't like it either. Now, get some is a phrase actually used by the Marines. Really? Uh, yeah. I think it's used by like thirteen-year-old boys too. No, they do say it in 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 um. Oh, is it the Marines or is it the? How do you know this? I read a lot of books about. Oh. I'm like I watch a lot of TV about the military. <laughs> yeah, I do read get it. some. Come on, scrub lord, get some. <laughs> I... <laughs> scrub lord. <laughs> I mean, that's what I've been told. That's what I do in, like, Overwatch. That's come on. <laughs> come on, you I'm new male cock. Get some. <laughs> Get some. Anyway, that's a funny joke, too. Ha, 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 ha. Okay. So the general's like, yeah. I'm going to kill you, but I'm not. I'm the better man. He so unloads should... his pistol into the wall above Chris Pine's head, and he's like, I'm not going to kill you. Yep. And then he goes down to the sub-basement. Uh, it's not the sub-basement, it's, it's the sub-bottom. <laughs> sub- Oh, is that when you, um, your bottom gets tired and you need, uh... <laughs> no, it's when you have a threesome. You got a bottom underneath the bottom. <laughs> it's the <a> sub-bottom. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Anyway. Kaboom. Kaboom. The general- So, okay, Mulder- Okay, no, 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 no. This is the part that bugged me- the second worst thing that happened in this episode. Mm-hmm. Actually, third, because that fucking sandbox thing was like, why put in so much sand, though? This thing. Mulder and Scully see Chris Pine, like, oh, having a seizure. <laughs> yeah. Basically. Oh, that's what that was. Yeah. And Scully's like, oh, this man's having a seizure. And Mulder's like, I don't think so. What? And leaves the room. <laughs> and leaves he the says, room. I don't think so. And he runs out of the room. Nobody 
fucking ass, you Mulder. She's a medical doctor. She says it's a seizure. It's a goddamn seizure. And and he's left alone. Chris Pine is left alone. Yeah. So I don't understand what's happening. Oh, no. Scully does call a nurse in. Oh, does she? Oh, yeah. That nurse that never talks to anyone. Yeah. Um, Mulder goes to the sub-bottom. Mulder is a... Oh, boy. Oh, is he ever. (laughs) And finds the general. And the general is in this, like... Steam prison? Steam labyrinth? Yeah. Where the steam comes... Is it hot? Is he hurt I think it's supposed to be very hot, yes. Ouch. It's just bursting out of the pipes, and he's running through all of this, the steam. To get to... I don't know. So, is Chris Pine at... And you see, like, astral projection coming towards him. Like, what's his beef? Is he trying to kill him? Yeah, because he's very... He's trying to kill him because he's very upset that the general wouldn't kill him. Yeah, but that's not his... May I say, that's not his M.O. And may I say, bad writing. (laughs) Like, because if you don't kill the aloe man... Why would you kill him? You don't want him to suffer, right? Well, because he purposely went in there and didn't kill him. (sighs) So he wants... He's trying to get him to... Kill me! Yeah. Kill me, scrub lord! Yes, exactly. Get get some! Get some. Kill her! That was so stupid. It was bad. It was really bad. I hated it. Anyway, so Mulder is trying to deal with this steam labyrinth himself as well. But let me tell you, he's not dealing with His it His hair well. cannot handle the heat. It is a, like a Lego man. It like turns original. into a real bowl cut. Like, Mulder is the fifth beetle, you guys. <laughs> it's really bad. It's really bad. Also, what is also bad is what's happening in the not-sub-bottom, uh, on the top, the yes. toppers, uh, which is Scully. She's... She leaves the room to get the nurse because there is a man having a seizure. Yes. And she goes, turns around, and the door closes. And she's like, what's going on? And there's Aloe Guy. Mm-hmm. There's the burn victim. That was kind of spooky. And then, like, the burn victim suffocates Chris, Chris Pine. Pine. Yeah. In front of Scully. Yeah. Scully is a witness to a murder. Yes. And then after Chris Pine's dead, the steam shuts off? Yes. <laughs> immediately after he dies. So, I just think that's really nice of the cr- ghost of Chris Pine to before he leaves his earthly realm. He f- he f- closes off all the valves. Yeah, and he like turns repairs all the pipes that he, he broke. all the pipes that he broke out of that even work. It didn't. It didn't. Number one. Number one. That labyrinth scene in the sub-bottom, that is really weird. But number two... Scully saw a man being murdered. Yeah, and then, well, and then here's the epilogue. Yes. Which is that we see the general at his desk, and then aloe vera guy, who committed a murder, is the new mailman, and he did a crime, and he should be in jail. He should do the time. He did the crime, and he should do the time. Is that is that, like, being, like, apologetic to burn victims? Like, I don't understand what kind of note that was supposed to hit. I think... Here's what I assume, and again, as per often, I am assuming because I have no earthly idea. (laughs) We don't know what the writers want. I'm taking the context clues that I was given. Mm. Uh, So I think that Scully and Mulder perhaps were not able to arrest him because it had to follow military procedure and the general did not press charges. On murder. Yeah. Oh yeah, and they even said like Chris Pine doesn't get didn't get buried in a Yeah, they didn't bury him in a veteran's uh That's pretty low because I mean he did serve. Yeah, and you know, he did yeah. Um 
bad stuff, bad All times. Around. Didn't like it. Not great. Didn't was upset with it. Uh, should we rate it? Yeah. Yeah, I'm just trying to think if there's anything else I'm angry at, but I can't think of okay. anything else I'm angry at. I'm just generally angry at this That's one. fair. I rate on a spooky scale. Uh, one is I want to take a nap. Five is I can't fall asleep. I'm going to give this a three mm-hmm. because of some of the imagery that was very good. The pool scene was very good. The burn makeup was really good, and he was really creepy with the mask. But when he, there was that one shot of Scully looking through the door, and he's right there. That was really scary. The pool scene, though, I get creeped out with, like, an empty pool in the dark with the lights on. Yeah. I get creeped out by that. Yeah. Because I saw the movie Swim Fan. Yeah. A Michael Phelps story. Yeah, that one where he swim. Where, where he swim. Yep. And she... She like she, she a fan. She liked that he swim. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. What do you rate? What do you rate it? Oh, I rate it on a rage scale. I'm very excited to hear this. Rage from scale. one to Excelsis Day. Yep. Uh, and uh, ooh. Well, I'm gonna give it a two and a half. No. Okay. Oh wait, I got confused. Yep. I Excelsius got confused. Excelsis Day is very bad. <laughs> it's very Excelsius bad. Day is like the ten. It's like a volume, Allison. <laughs> You always do. Oh, so think of a think of a volume. And giving it an eight point five. An eight point five is a better rating. Thank you. I was gonna shame um, you. I hated this and it was terrible and it made me sad. And um, if you want to read some really good autobiographies by people who have served in World War Two, who've served in in um, the Gulf War and the Vietnam War and the Korean War, hit me up. I read a lot of autobiographies, a lot of military histories. Why don't you look up a really good one, maybe a Gulf War one, and then we'll put it up on the Facebook. Yeah, I will. Yeah. Because you know what? If you're going to hear these stories, hear them in in the the words of the people who experienced them, not a couple of fucking X-Files writers sitting around a table going, oh yeah, that line is really deep. (laughs) And then let's have them uh, have x-rays. And also, let's write in a sexy lamp. No, let's make it a woman. Oh yeah, that's so edgy. Uh, Do we pass the Bishamel test? Yeah, let's put a black guy in there. (laughs) Good, we're good. Yeah, we did it. High five. High five. Okay. Um, Allison, I think you're going to teach me, right? I am absolutely going to teach you. You're going to teach me some hot science facts? Uh, yes. I am actually going to teach you. <gasps> Just sit down, friends, and learn a thing. Because science makes our brain cells sing. I'll try to keep myself intact. Nothing makes me harder than facts. Hard facts. How to astral project. Ooh. Uh, so this comes to us from... Is there a uh, quiz at the end of this? N- no. Are you... Okay, but if this works, okay, wait, you're going to teach me an astral project. Yeah. Let's try it tonight, and we should meet somewhere. Our astral projection should meet somewhere. Yeah. Now, do we want to, do we want to have our astral projections talk about where they're going to meet? And then we're going to see like, hey, Allison, did you, where did we meet? (laughs) Yes. On the next episode, we'll talk about where we met. Okay, okay. We can't. We can't establish it now. We'll tell you all about it. Okay, but I'm thinking with my mind where we're gonna meet, and I'm thinking back at you. Okay, I think we got the same place. I feel like it. Okay, good. Uh, okay, so just as a a brief, 
Um, uh, astral projection refers to an out-of-body experience during which the astral bro- body leaves the physical mm-hmm. body and travels to the astral plane. People often experience this state during illness or when involved in a near-death experience, but it is also possible, no it's not, to practice <laughs> astral projection at will. Mm. This article contains instructions on how to get started. How many steps are there, though? Ten. Wow, that seems super easy. <laughs> and this comes to us from wikihow.com. Oh, God, I love you, wikihow. Does any of them... Oh, I love those pictures. Mm-hmm, yeah, is there I will any, post this. Is there any, like, mushrooms? Like, do I need drugs? Uh, it does not say that so okay. far. Okay, Can um, you hit, hit me with number one through ten. Part one of three. <laughs> Preparing what? for the astral projection. One, start in the morning. Why? Rather than practicing astral projection at night, right before you go to sleep, start in the early morning hours when you're still feeling drowsy. Some say that it's easier to reach the necessary state of relaxation and heightened awareness around dawn. Yet it is possible (laughs) to astral travel at any time, so there are no hard and fast rules. It is a personal preference or simply astral traveling when we feel empowered to do it. So let me get this straight, Wikiow. Number one is do it it in the morning, but... I mean, if you don't feel like it, you don't have to. <laughs> Just do it whenever you want. <laughs> okay, so rule number one. Let's, because we got to do this yeah. together. Number one, do it whenever we want. Yeah. Okay, got it. Number two. Create the right atmosphere. Ooh, ooh, ooh. And what kind of tips do they have for that? What kind of tips? Um, uh, It should be performed in part of your home where you're completely comfortable. My, My- toilet. <laughs> Lie on your bed or sofa and relax your mind and body. Or do whatever, okay. Draw out the shades or curtains and rid the room of distracting noises. Any type of interruption could disrupt the, <gasps> disrupt the state of relaxation you need to achieve. So go to sleep. Yes. Is what, on the toilet. Yes. Okay. So number three. Lie down and relax. But if it just tells me I can do it wherever. Close your eyes and try to clear your mind of distracting thoughts. Concentrate on your body and how it feels. Oh, this is getting sexy. <laughs> Flex your muscles and then loosen them. Start with your toes what? and work your way up your body, gradually making your way to your head. Are you this reading is, me a porn This flick? is just meditation. Okay, okay, okay. So uh, number four. Focus what? on your breathing. It can be helpful to use a quartz crystal to raise and speed up your vibrations as preparation. Oh. Gently hold the crystal on your third eye slightly above there, the center of wait. your eyebrows with closed eyes and breathing deeply. Wait. Um, Feel the vibrations in your head clearing. You can envision golden, white, purple, or any color light if you like. During the meditation and astral traveling, you can hold the crystal in place in your hand or place it on your chest or abdomen. The crystal will empower and protect you because of its high vibrations. Negative energies have lower vibrations. Allison, I don't think I can do this because I think I was born without a third eye. Oh, no! I don't know where mine went. Oh, Courtney, do you know the third eye is... um, is your butthole. It's your butthole. Oh, okay, well, I'm good then. Okay. I got one of those. So, okay, so rule number four, relax your butthole. Yeah. And put a quartz in put it? Put a quartz on your butthole. On a butthole or in your butthole? On it. <laughs> okay. But if you're going to put relax. a quartz in your butthole, make sure it has a flared base. <laughs> yes, please. Okay, rule number one. I don't want people calling us saying they're at the hospital because they put a quartz up their butthole. I tried to astral pro- Oh, I get it now. Astral yeah. protect. Do it wherever. Relax. Make a nice atmosphere. Put a crystal up your butt. Yeah. Go. What's number five? <laughs> Reach a hypnotic state. In a cr- with a crystal up your butt. Yes. Okay, number six. Uh, number six. Enter into a state of vibration. 
Um, Many report feeling vibrations which come in at waves at different frequencies as the soul prepares to leave the body. Uh, Don't be afraid of the vibrations since the presence of fear might cause you to leave your well, meditative state. Instead, succumb to the vibrations as your soul prepares to leave your body. I, um, that's an orgasm, though. <laughs> like, isn't Just it? Just enjoy the vibrations. <laughs> Just like waves? Just enjoy it as Don't it be washes scared. over you. Don't be scared. Are we teaching... Are we teaching the space guest how to have an orgasm? If they don't know already. <laughs> Some people don't. No, that's fair. I yes, we, we are. are. We are, absolutely. So, okay, relax. <laughs> relax. In Do a it nice time. Anywhere you like. Put a quartz <laughs> up your butthole. <laughs> relax your body and just enjoy the vibrations. <laughs> The waves of the vibrations. The next, uh, the next when one. When do I come? What step do I come? Well, the in? next step. Yeah. Use your mind to move your soul from your body. Oh. Okay. How do I do that? Move your body and your mind to stand up. <laughs> Look around yourself. <laughs> Look around yourself. <laughs> get up off the bed and walk across the room. Get up off of that thing. Then turn around and look at your body on the bed. Then touch it. <laughs> Well, if you feel as though you are gazing upon your body from across the room and that your conscious self is now separate from your body. Oh my god. And then just touch yourself. It takes a lot of practice to get to this point for some people, though for others it comes as naturally as breathing. Either way, it's possible for everyone if it is desired and practiced enough. If you have trouble completely lifting your soul from your body, try just lifting a hand or a leg at first. Because that's so easy. It's Move like, so your back toe. If you just do your hand, then that's when you like, you lay on your hand so it falls asleep and then you touch yourself. Yep. So it feels like someone else is touching <laughs> you. The stranger. Yeah. Uh, next step. I, wait, how do I go back? Well, the next step is return to your body. Oh, thank God. Okay, good. Your soul always remains connected to your body with an invisible force, sometimes referred to as a silver cord. What? Let the force guide your soul back to your body. Re-enter your body, move your fingers and toes physically, not just in your mind, and let yourself regain full consciousness. I have a question. Yes. What if your body, what if your astral projected body go into your real body backwards? What if you go in upside down? It doesn't seem to be covered in here. (laughs) What if you move your toes and then you start moving your hands? Like your, what if? (laughs) What if? What if? And then what if your butt controls your face then? Oh, you got a butt face. No, and then that quartz comes out of your mouth. (laughs) And then you, and then you complete your orgasm. Yeah, that's, that's when you come. You were wondering. That's it. Okay. Uh, yeah. Is there like an aftercare? What pictures are going on? Guys, we're going to post this on our Facebook because this is wild. Yeah. Are there people? Did people ask questions? They did. They did. Um, what if someone tries to wake me up while my soul is out? You die. Uh, it says, you zap back instantly. No. This is the case whether the waking is through a physical contact or the result of a sudden noise nearby. That's is untrue. It, you here's die. Here's a really important question. Yes. Uh, is it possible to see ghosts? <laughs> Is it? Allison, Allison, is it possible to see ghosts, though? Yes, it is possible to see different entities. You're in the spiritual realm, therefore making you able to see ghosts. Oh, to see ghosts. To see ghosts. Here's my favorite one, I think. Good, good, yeah. What should I picture in order to move my soul from my body? 
Um, and here, the answer What's is... the hint? Try to picture your soul climbing out of your body. Remain relaxed. <laughs> this is a ride. <laughs> it's a ride! This is a, this is a roller coaster. Oh, boy. I feel a lot better. Yeah. Oh, boy. What? What do I do when I want to pee during induction? Well, if you do, you actually can go, you can use your astral projected soul thing to go to the bathroom. Yeah. And empty out your oh, soul bladder. But don't poop. <laughs> you might die. Because you got that quartz in there. And if that quartz is removed, you will die. Yes, that is, yeah. So, uh, but, but relax. But not too relaxed. Because you got to hold that quartz you gotta, up in there. You got to keep that quartz firmly in your Puckered anus. Third eye. Third eye. Brown eye. I think we should just not do the X-Files. We should just do like WikiHow. <laughs> just different. The WikiHow podcast. Yeah. That was very good. I enjoyed I that. that a lot. Uh, we're going to post that on our Facebook page. So that you can try it and you can see Ghost. So. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to see you. Please, Later on. please let us know the results of your experiment. Uh, you can reach us at doublexfilespodcast on gmail.com. You can reach us on Twitter and Facebook. Just type doublexfiles spelled out. And Tumblr is what? Fuck yeah, doublexfiles. Please tell us how you do. Yeah, how's your astral projection going? Yeah, did you reach a climax? We want to hear your stories. Well, not all of them. Not the climax. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I forgot it was masturbation. Uh, <laughs> in that case... Because we're not going to tell you all our, our stories. <laughs> nope. Are, we're not going to tell them next time where we met? Oh, no, we're going to tell in them. In the astral plane? I need a quartz, though. Can I borrow yours? <laughs> yeah, I got a couple. <laughs> Did you wash them You can good? keep it. <laughs> okay. Oh, I'm going to get some hemorrhoids tonight. Let's do some predictions. Okay, good. It's yeah, let's do my it. turn? Yep. Anything could happen based on a name. Anything could happen when you're playing the prediction game. Tell me, Allison, what's it gonna be? A way to dredge up all of your childhood anxiety. Okay, Allison. Yeah. Season 3, Episode 8. Oubliette. And I am pronouncing that correctly. Oubliette. Oubliette. That's like a... I um, don't know. It's like a dungeon. It's a razor. No, that's Gillette. <laughs> Incorrect, Courtney. No, an Oubliette is like a dungeon. Is it? Yeah. Okay, well, there you go. Um, you, have, you gave yourself a hint. Did you? It doesn't matter. Nope. Doesn't matter. Anyway. Uh, okay. Yeah, no, I just um, read the description and, well... So an oubliette is like a dungeon, but it could be any stupid thing on this show. Yep. Uh, I think, here's what I think. I think someone is being held captive mm. in a basement, but instead of a basement, it's a time travel portal to a medieval dungeon. You just went off the fucking rails there, girl. <laughs> I like it, though. <laughs> so is it like a Black Knight situation or a King and King Ar kid in King Arthur's yes, court? Yes, I think kid in King Arthur's court situation. Where the kid is in the basement, but the basement is a portal to 
medieval times. Yeah, so the the kidnapper, yeah, um who's holding this person captive, yeah, uh has created a portal to medieval times. Not the restaurant. Nope. The times. The times. The uh, actual times. <laughs> the times. Um and through that portal, so instead of what would normally go down to their basement actually goes to a traditional medieval oubliette. I'm very excited because this means Mulder and Scully get to like dress up <gasps> like a Ren fair. <gasps> what if the guy who's the kidnapper goes to Ren fairs? Oh, oh. and okay. that's like how they have to find him. Okay. I'm so into okay. this. So number one, I'm going to give you a half point for like kidnapping. Okay. I'm going to give you a half point for medieval slash Ren fair. Okay. Okay. Baller. Like you have a half point already. I got a half point. You got a stiff half point. It is Sticking into your bed as we speak, because I'm lying on my stomach. And I have zero points. You got I'm no very, points. I'm very, very bad at this. But you know what I do have? What? I have a crystal, a course between my butt cheeks, and I'm ready to be sent off of this earth and into the astral plane where everything is good and pure. Yay. Yay. Let's go. Let's go, friends. I'll see you there. Until next time, the, the truth, truth is out there. there. I cannot wait to meet you tonight, Allison.